When my guest Peter Coy lost his brother, he suddenly realized how vulnerable we all are and unprepared. So he decided to create a solution to make it easier on his family and executor. On this episode of the Executor Help Podcast, how to make getting organized a priority. Welcome to the Executor Help Podcast, the show dedicated to help you settle an estate, pick an executor, and avoid family fights. For more information, visit davidedy.com. Now here's your host, David Eady. With me today on Executor Help, the podcast, I've got Peter Coy. Peter is president of ProDime, Inc. He is the developer of Executor Notes. Peter, I want to thank you today for taking the time to spend some time to explain a little bit about Executor Notes, what it is, and how it came to be, and how it's helping a lot of people get themselves organized. But let's, before we we delve into the software and, and what it does, or what the solution does, I know it came about basically due to a, a tough situation that happened to your family in 2020. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Thank you, David. And thank you for having me on your on your podcast. Yes, in 2020, my brother, who had been ill for quite a while, finally died. And he died without leaving any guidance whatsoever about what his wishes were for his funeral. We had no very good idea of exactly how his estate was going to be organized and there was and there were a number of loose ends you might say mm-hmm. that needed sorting out so, and so i determined from that that i should organize my own affairs because being a business owner i have a lot more items that i have to be concerned about various things you have to close down cancel change report and I thought, well, I'll, I'll get started on this. And I started with a, just a blank screen, right. you know, a word processor. And I started writing down a few things I thought I needed to do. And then I realized that, man, I've got all this software that well, allows me to record this in an organized way and then distribute it easily. And that was really where we got started developing something which after I'd put together the numerous questions that an executor needs to know and that your family needs to know right away and your funeral organization can be um, improved tremendously by somebody knowing, well, who do you want to invite to your funeral, for example, and please give it to me as a spreadsheet because (laughs) otherwise it's really difficult. Tell me a little bit about what kind of guy was he, you know, because he knew he was sick, were, were there any sort of, it sounds like there were no sort of conversations of if something was to happen to me, this is what I'd like to do. These are my wishes. Was that, was, did, did that happen or you thought it should have happened so that for you to come to the realization that you need to do something um, for yourself, you know, you, you, you talk about how you found yourself being sort of vulnerable. Did you, how, how did it all manifest in terms of the communication or was there any communication whatsoever? Unfortunately, there was no communication whatsoever because my brother had dementia. Oh, And he was in the advanced state of that. So he had never really expressed any ideas at all about what kind of a a funeral he wanted, whether it needed to be religious or not religious, although we felt that he was pretty much an atheist. So we decided in the end to give him a a very neutral kind of funeral, but it was a very loving funeral. And between the family, uh, we managed to determine 
music that he would like, readings that he would like, and we managed to get, because everything was virtual at this point, we managed to get virtual com uh, contributions from many of the people in the family. In fact, all of the cousins of the same generation gave their remembrances in a, a video, recorded video. Okay. And it was a very beautiful service, as it turned out, but it certainly brought home to me that I was not prepared. So this was the issue. I was really lucky because my family is quite beautiful in many ways and they really cooperated. Nobody argued about, well, I want to get those dishes or I was promised this piece of furniture or something like that, which is the very unseemly and unfortunate thing that happens when people die um, without really specifying who they want to get what things. For example, generally wills are quite um, broad in their description of what's going to happen to an estate. And when it comes to the household items, that can lead to a lot of fractious squabbling. Right. So I thought to myself, well, look, I would like to lay down a few things here that I would, I would like for my own funeral. So it definitely started off as a personal project. And the more I started to record things I needed to know, and I made a list, I think, of about 26 things that desperately needed to be recorded, because otherwise subscriptions would continue. Insurance policies would not be claimed. Bank accounts wouldn't be recognized and closed down. There were so many of these different little items that life is quite complex that I thought well I have to record all of these things and that was when I got the idea well maybe if I do this in an organized way I can spread this out and other people can use the same kind of facility to securely record what they want to happen and make it very specific to them and this isn't like a will it's not supposed to be uh, a legal division of your of your uh, assets mm -hmm. this is more to do with the practicality of getting everything reported get every, getting everything sorted out making sure you don't leave behind any ghost accounts where you're dead and your accounts living on but nobody knows where to send the money you know those kind of problems right right so, so i really thought well how do we do this how do we make it as secure as possible how do we make it as useful and and uh, really responsive as possible to people's needs? Right. So that was very much the initial thoughts. It was just generally, I thought, well, probably we could develop a project around this that would provide people with security, with coaching, with other contacts of people who, for example, might be in bereavement counseling, suddenly the government reporting links, and and people uh, like you, David, who have a wonderful book about what it's like being an executor when things aren't well specified. Right. So, so, the, pro so, so the product we're talking about, I don't want to interrupt you, it's called Executor Notes. It came about because, like we were talking about, you know, uh, the loss of your brother. As you were building it out, were you having more conversations with your family members or it, it made you think about, geez, if I'd have known this about my brother, 
I need to put this in here? Or did you, did you solicit, you know, what, are, what am I missing, you know, by asking other family members? Because basically you're building this as you're going along based on your own uh, personal experiences. Yes, I, absolutely. And the family became the first sounding boards that I sent out early copies of executor notes uh, to them to get their feedback and comments on what I was missing or what else they would suspect would be very useful to have recorded in this compendious document. And the idea about this document, by the way, is that it is distributable. It's a PDF that you get immediately you finish filling out the document, but also it can be distributed to, for example, your executor, to your close relatives. And because it's a PDF, you can send it to anybody who you feel ought to know these things. And again, the idea of making things as clean as possible and to stop the squabbling that can sometimes go on after death. So for example, we've added in information about who, who are your um, assigned power of attorney people. And you need two, one for your medical decisions and one for your financial decisions. So that kind of stuff, it needs to be in a place that other people can access not just stuck in a dusty drawer or on a high shelf someplace. It needs to be available and it needs to be very clear that these are your wishes. Uh, I think that with MADE, for example, that's opened up a new area of challenges. But also, I think it's a very reassuring thing to have available if, you're, if you know that your quality of life is terrible, for example you would want to make sure that your family is on side. Right. You don't want to have arguments over your hospital bed. So walk me through someone gets the, the, the executor notes. So what am I going to see? Uh, what's the first step that I would go through? Well, the first step is to gather the information. Because if you just get started and start filling things in, you'll be, you'll be running over to your desk, you'll be looking in your safety deposit boxes and so forth so we provide a list that says these are the things that you need and it's a list which includes your insurance policies your bank records your financial investments and then things about the funeral like please attach a spreadsheet of the information about how we contact the people you'd like to invite to your funeral any pictures that you would like to to use and i've seen some awful obituary pictures that are obviously the worst one they could have chosen but somebody thought oh this will be funny but no <laughs> <laughs> so I think all of these personal choices that represent you as an individual should be your designation not somebody else's arbitrary choice later on um, details for your obituary and if you don't have that prepared again the you need it in such a hurry that the funeral home will often provide an obituary writing service but I really think that it'd be better if you wrote your own because then you can specify the things that you particularly found very interesting in your life, the things that you're most proud of, the achievements that you have and make it very, very personal. And I feel I can always tell when the when the funeral home has written the obituary, they, they follow a very set format. And I, I do believe that it would be nice to have something which is more representative of you as an individual, because that's what a funeral should be. Who was this person?
Do, do you feel that the subject we're talking about, you know, it's more of end of life. My books on, you know, on helping an executor, you're, you're, you're basically making it easier for the family not to be, you know, left disorganized. Is it a subject that you, how do you find people are willing to talk about, or is this something that, um, especially when it's going to be coming to writing their own, uh, their own eulogy? Uh, what's been some of the feedback that you've got from people who've uh, used executor notes? Well, I, I think some of us like writing. Others have no idea and would rather somebody else professionally did the writing for them. But at least we give them the choice of having that person being somebody that you designate, that you choose, and then you edit afterwards to say, well, you missed this, or I'd like to add that in, or I'd rather take this part out. Because I... I don't feel it's necessary for representing who I am. So I do think that having editorial control over your obituary is important. Um, this isn't so much about your death, it's about your life. And that's the way I look at it. Yeah. I, I see also one of the other topics you have is the eulogy. Is, is If you're going to write your own eulogy, are you writing in your voice of what you'd like to say to people? that you're going to have somebody you want them to have read to the gathering, you know, whether it's a religious or non-religious service. What's the thinking behind having the eulogy there? Uh, well, it, it is an option. You don't have to do this, but right. I find that if you don't provide information, other people have to make it up on the fly and they might leave out something that you'd really wished that they had said. So again, giving you control, over what's going to be said, I think is is exceptionally important. You don't have to take these choices, but it does give you the option of saying, mm -hmm. I would at least like these elements of my life to be stressed in my eulogy. And I don't want anybody representing me in a way which is false to who I am. It's yeah. that kind of an idea. Let's just try to be as honest, straightforward, and hopefully engaging as possible. And, and I see that you've also got... Um... You're talking about owner organ uh, donor details. Another important area is uh, char charity choice. You know, a lot of times people will leave money to charities or they haven't given any, they really didn't designate in their will. You've given, you know, you've left a place here where they can make a decision and say, you know what, I want to make sure that a portion of my money is going to go to a particular charity, which meant something to them. And they want to leave a legacy uh, with a, with with a a, a charitable do organization that they feel is important to them. Yes, and I think there that there's nothing legally binding specifically about executor notes. So, say for example, you said in your your will, "Well, I'd like to leave fifty thousand dollars to the charity of my choice." Please see my executor notes for what that would be. I think that's a very good way of indicating things in a way that your choice of charity might well change over the years from when you first fill this thing in a thing out to when it needs to be uh, utilized so i th i think that executor notes is less bound than a will which is helpful i suppose it could be if somebody was to get two people to sign it and and witness it who weren't mentioned in the will or in executor notes. It could, I suspect, become a, an addition to the will. But um, 
this is more the practicalities and the self-representation ideas I think that it will will most attract people and the organization of saying oh I've got that sorted out so if I happen to have you know a bad car accident and die tomorrow um, my last thought won't be oh dear I didn't get my <laughs> my, my state's ideas in order and it's going to cost a fortune to get an executor to sort this out or one poor member of my family will be designated as executor and and will have to spend ages sorting through drawers files papers and it would be ghastly terrible to to inflict that on somebody so i think that this is a way of showing your love for your family is to get organized Now, once someone completes all the tasks and executor notes, how should they feel once they've gone through the the exercise? I think it would be a lovely feeling. It would be a relief because all of us have this sneaking feeling we should be getting more organized. And this is a way where you can say, I have done everything possible to make sure that anybody trying to sort out my estate had a really good head start. On the entire process and it should make it quite simple and because I'm putting this not only into the hands of my executor but also perhaps into the hands of key members of my family and they can ask me if they if they feel that there's something that they don't understand or they don't agree with well ask me now that's fine at least uh, I'm around to answer the question and uh, I, I, I think that 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 getting that done is a wonderful feeling of ah this is great i'm organized i've done the best i can to make my departure from this world natural or whatever is is as it is as as easy for my family and and my executor as possible based on all the information i mean like you said before you don't have to you know fill out everything but how long should it take to you know, get the best out of executor notes for, for an individual? Well, I think it, it's definitely a task that would take several hours over several days in order to get this completed, depending on how much information you want to add. There's no requirement to fill out every question. You might just fill out a very few of the questions, but get the key things in that you want but perhaps leave some of the other things away. If you don't have any investments, you don't have to fill in the investment section. Hmm. That idea. If you don't have any insurance, don't fill in the insurance section. But filling it in and saying, these, these are the guys you've got to call, here's the policy number, is so helpful uh, to somebody who is already traumatized by your death, probably. So uh, these are the people I'd like you to invite to the funeral. Very few people would know who to invite to somebody else's funeral beyond the immediate family. But there, if you've affected a lot of people in your community, there may be quite a number that you would think would like to know about your funeral. And of course, people do put it in the newspapers and so forth, but with so much online newspaper, I'm not sure that people um, read the obituaries as carefully. <laughs> as maybe they, they would have done in the past to yeah. say, oh, so-and-so's died, I better go to their funeral. It seems to me, and I think it's always important, and that's why I'm, I'm trying to you know, get across uh, here on the podcast, 
is the importance of having the conversations. So by filling out executor notes, what kind of conversations will you end up having with your executor and your family? I think this is a terrific opportunity to have these kind of conversations. And say, for example, you had parents who are becoming elderly and, and they don't have forever to live. Uh, it's, it's probably a useful thing to say, you know, mom and dad, I've just finished my executor notes to lay out what I want for my funerals, etc., and to tell my executor what to do. Have you got anything similar to this sorted out yet? And some people, maybe they will, but I imagine that 90% won't. And this might be a, an interesting way to, to introduce a difficult topic within the family because nobody likes to talk about death or say, Dad, you're going to die soon, so please tell me what you want in your funeral. But this is a way for them to record it themselves, think about it, not be put on the spot. Um, and and I, I see often that this could be a gifted concept that you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you this thing, Mom, Dad, and I'd like you to fill it out so that we know what you want, so we know exactly. For example, I was amazed to find that there's something like 26 legal ways that you can dispose of a body. Um, we, we think of the obvious ones of burial and cremation, but there's 25, 24 others, wow. uh, 24 other ways which are perfectly legal, including being shot, shot into the stars on a spaceship or being turned into a jewel. So uh, <laughs> I thought, well, I, I, th I think knowing those things, if somebody said on their deathbed, for example, oh, please make me into a necklace and wear it forever, uh, that would be a bit of a shock. But if you knew about it and you discussed it in advance and, and recognized it, it wouldn't be quite so difficult. So you have a line on uh, in executor notes to for if for those uh, unusual requests yes we specify all of the possibilities including you can be a tree you can be uh, buried at sea uh, you can donate your body to science you know there's quite a number of things that most people won't think about but sometimes perhaps if it was suggested to them how about this they might say you know what that would be actually excellent i'd like to do that and it, it would never come to fruition if they didn't tell anybody they didn't well, know yes absolutely if nobody knows that's what you want and perhaps again your family might want to discuss something with you and say well i'd really like to have somewhere i can visit and think it's you then that's worth a discussion uh, it's probably not something you want to tell somebody at the last moment let them settle into the idea investigate it a bit and there is of course these days um what's the one you can be dissolved these days which is an interesting one dissolved what is dissolved well they, they put you in a tank and heat it up i think and there's various chemicals <laughs> and over 24 hours everything dissolves and then what happened hey well then, i don't know i think that i think they give you the dissolved remain i haven't investigated that one in great depth okay well you took me off track there. I didn't know where we're going with that. Okay, dissolve. Sorry about that, but a, I, you know, we, it it sounded like an episode of from Star Trek or something where you, you, yeah. you turned into dust or something. But I don't, okay. Or they shoot them into space in a little coffin, I think, which is interesting. Become space junk. I learned so much already. I mean, just for you tell me there's 26 different ways to, do, to get rid of a body. Did not know. So through executor notes, have you had feedback of people 
have people told you uh, how they're using it? Have they, you know, have they used started conversations in their family? Have you heard anything? Not really beyond, I mean, obviously we started with the family. So there's definitely been conversations about that. But I think my family is, is, is as slow off the mark as anybody is. This is a difficult thing to grasp, I suppose. And uh, I can't say that somebody has said, oh, you should have put this in. I've had maybe a couple of suggestions mm-hmm. that we've added since, since we've started testing it. But the product is ready to go now, so we are beginning to now roll it out. And, uh, and, and the feedback you got from family members, is, is, the, is the family as a whole comfortable with the, the concept of death, you know, the legacy, how the family will go on to next generations? Are they comfortable having those conversations now that there's, you know, you've developed something, you know, right in the family in terms of executor notes? Uh, yes, I, I think that, that we are, since my brother's funeral, we are certainly talking more about it because we all recognize we're getting older and the time will come when we'll need to know these things. And I suppose that because we had, my uncle also died in that same period, um, and again after dementia, which is unfortunate, but um, it definitely put a focus on us that I hadn't felt before about planning for death and just being realistic. And if you like having a sense of humor about it, I think helps that um, it happened. This is one of those things we don't think about, but it's so important to get organized. And I feel that all of us now are, are focused that way and are trying to share um, what we want to happen next with the appropriate people. To wrap up, where can people get executor notes and what's the cost? Executor notes is available at executornotes.com. And the price is $29.95 for, and for that you will get a survey kind of note process, which allows you also to attach all kinds of um, attachments. You could record a message, you could certainly put in a short video, and you can put in all kinds of pictures. You can attach all kinds of documents if you feel that that's something you want to do but mostly it's um, uh, something very secure and once you've filled that in you can fill it in slowly you can do something one day save the save the the uh, questionnaire return to it several days or weeks or months later and continue working on it if you if you really get sidetracked but I would suggest that probably you want to say this week I'm gonna get this finished would be a good idea. And where is and, the, um, I was going to have one question when it comes to, you're saying the saving, where is this personal information? Where is it kept? Is It's not, it's only going to be kept on the individual's hard drive. Is it kept in the cloud? What kind of security is built in when it comes to executor notes? Well, the first thing is, of course, that as soon as you say, I've finished filling in the form, you get a PDF copy of the survey exactly as you filled it in. And you also get a uh, formatted report, which includes all of your responses to the questions, um, but it doesn't have the same attachments. The attachments are all added to the initial document. So 
that's something you have in your hands, you've bought this, this is yours. If at some point, years in the future, or even immediately, you need, you suddenly decide, oh, I want to add something to this, we do have an update service, which is, it's the same 29.95, but discounted by 30%, so it's like 20 bucks. You mm -hmm. can do a complete update with everything you've already put in there, in the updated form. And once you've completed this and you say, I've finished, the form is not only just stored, but it is distributed to your executor and uh, two other contacts that you want to automatically distribute to at that time. So probably your your immediate um, uh, sons, daughters, etc. So or, or brothers, sisters, those kind of ideas. So that people who need to know will have it as a physical copy straight away. And as I say, if that starts a conversation, great. I think that's a wonderful idea to start a conversation. And I suspect it will, it will inspire the people who receive it to say, hey, this is a good idea. We should all do this, yeah. would be the idea. So that's the cost. It's, it's stored on, our, on the um, cloud servers in an encrypted format, basically forever. I mean, you can... Uh, you can request us to delete everything off if you want to, but really this is the most secure place that you could possibly put any kind of information. Right. So very worthwhile. We also provide something else, which is we've asked people not to put in, for example, please don't write in the PIN numbers for your bank cards and things like that. Please don't give us the passwords for all of your, all of your key websites. However, uh, we are Soho Partners, and Soho is a company with 60, 70 million users around the, the world. And they have something called Vault, which is a wonderful, completely separate from us facility, which we can offer free to any of our Executor Notes users to also sign up for Vault, which is a place where you can put everything locked away completely separate, separated from your executor notes so that you don't have to distribute anything which you're uncomfortable distributing like social insurance number, anything like that within executor notes. But you can put it in vault, you can put the passwords to your bank uh, organizations, etc., and your investment organizations into the Zoho vault and know that that is 100% uh, encrypted, secure, and as I say, separated from anything that we would ever know about. Right. Because Vault is a, is a separate Zoho product, which is used widely. So there, so what you're saying is there are safeguards built in for secure safekeeping. You know, the most important thing is not to leave passwords or logins, you know, add that into the file. Peter Coy, I'd like to thank you. You're the president of uh, ProDime. Of course, you know you, that you're the president of ProDime, uh, but you're also the developer of Executor Notes. I'd like to thank you so much for being on the show today. Again, they can go to your website, executornotes.com, and they can find out more on how they can start the conversations, let you know what wishes would be known of what you'd like, so that you leave a legacy and not a legacy and a mess. So once again, thank you, thank you, Peter, for being here on the show today. Thank you, David. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to the Executor Help Podcast. For more details, visit davidedy.com or follow David on Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter.